everybody, welcome back to the Millionaire Marriage Podcast. I'm here, Taylor Kovar, here with Jeremy Gilliam, and we have a very special guest with us today named Caitlin Noble. She's actually the producer of our show, and so when we were putting the notes together for today's episode, we thought, who better than our very own Caitlin to join us? So uh, welcome, Caitlin, to your first official episode with us. Thank you, guys. I'm super excited. A little nervous, I'm not going to lie, but I'm really excited, so thank you. You're going to do great. Uh, but we are very excited to have Caitlin here. Yeah. We're very excited. And today we are actually talking about body image in marriage. Yep. And so we thought it would be a great idea to have uh, Caitlin's a newly married. She's been married for three years and thought it'd be great to have a female's perspective in this. Um, Caitlin's very big in the health and fitness communities. Her and her husband both are. And so thought she could give her a lot of great insight in today's episode. Um, so Jeremy, you had some notes on this from yeah. your um, clinical studies. Yeah. Why don't you kick us off? Okay, yeah. So before you get to the clinical studies, I kind of want to talk about the like this whole idea of body image, but like kind of w- what this stems stems from. Ultimately, I think this kind of comes from first what we what and where we we place our our worth, our values, and what where we get our identity from. And I think there's one thing that if there's something that we are always searching for it's like where do where do we fit into everything how are we complete how are we whole how can we become the best us we can be and some people look at that in well if i if i look a certain way right then i can attract mr right or miss right if i am the right height or i have the right shoe size and that sounds silly but this is things that that a lot of a lot of ladies deal with and some guys, um, you know, if, if I have the right body type, you know, if my eyes are the right color and then they start looking for their wholeness, their, com- their completion, their fulfillment in the external instead of really what's, what's on the inside. And, and I know that like, we tell our kids this, right? Like, Oh, like we, you know, we're fo- like, you should be focused on like what's inside and not, not, you know, what's outside the challenges is, is society at large kind of indoctrinates, not the right word, but definitely influences. And if we're not careful, we allow it to influence how we perceive ourselves, and then what, what ends up happening. And, and this can happen on a lot of different ways. And so I think what I think the challenge is, is some people say, well, body image is only something women deal with, but that's not the case. But then also there are, there are ways that there are things that men do that can skew their image, what not their image, but skew what they think their wife should look like or be like. Um, and I know we've, we've done episodes on, on pornography. And I think that if we're not careful, we can start placing our value in something that changes regularly. And that's the, ch- and that's the challenge. So Caitlin, I'd love to hear some of your thoughts about what something me and my wife talked about the other day. We, me, I'm on a, you know, a journey to try to lose a little bit of weight. And I, me and my wife were driving the other day and I said, here's my only concern, not about me losing weight, but about this, the whole idea behind, I need, like we have to fit into this type of mold is when is enough enough? Uh, My wife was telling me about somebody that had done all types of work, had a bunch of plastic surgery, all types of things done to her body. And she was never satisfied. It was like this constant, okay, now that I did this, I need to do this. Now that I do this, I need to do this. And it's like, when when are you enough? When is just being you 
okay and not having to try to fit inside of this mold that I feel like gets pressed upon us. So I think just growing up a woman, obviously you, you deal with that anyways, your whole life. Um, and when I was younger, it was more so like the kids or the teen magazines or the celebrities or Hannah Montana, you know, like whoever you idolized in that moment, that's who you compared yourself to. And as you get older now, you're inundated with it with social media. And like, I didn't have a phone where I was constantly scrolling and looking at people's bodies and it didn't have anything to compare to at that time, you know, not uh, majorly other than just the occasional TV show and things like that. Even your friends, like y'all just didn't you didn't really compare yourself to each other like like it is now. Um, but in the fitness industry, I've been working out for about five years now. And that line is something I've never been able to find. I don't know where the boundary line is. Like, when are you ever actually going to be satisfied? I don't know. I've never gotten there personally. Um, there was one point, it was right before we got married, where I did feel the bet. Well, I look back on it now. In the moment, I felt like it was not enough. When I look back at pictures of me now um, and see how I like what my body physically looked like before we got married, I'm like, wow, I can't believe I ever complained about that because that was the fitness body that I wanted. That was what I'm working toward now. But if you would ask me in that moment, it's like, oh, no, I still I look terrible. Like I still need to keep I need my muscles to be bigger. Or I need my stomach to be smaller or no love handles or double chin or whatever it is, yeah. you know. And so I wish that I could tell you <laughs> where that boundary line starts and stops, but yeah. um, you hear it big time in fitness influencers, personal trainers. Um, we're friends with several bodybuilders that they're like, they almost get on a high from it and they're like, oh, the grind never stops. Like I wake up pumped and ready to go and I uh, go to bed excited to jump up at five o'clock in the morning and do it all over again and I'm like it's really yeah. not it really is not yeah. appealing it's exhausting trying to kind of like maintain that image and so um, I I wish that I could say talking to you right now that I am completely satisfied with where I am, but I'm not. I and mean, it is a journey. Like yeah. it's, it is just as mental, if not more mental. I think it's more mental than it is physical. Yeah. And I think that's what I've struggled with the most is like, Caitlin, it is literally eating this meal or this type of food. Why can't you just get over it and just eat it for six months? You'll have the body you want. But then there's like, oh, well, it was just my birthday. And then Valentine's Day is coming up. I'm going to want some cake and chocolate covered strawberries. And yeah. like you have to physically train your mind to not make yourself feel guilty yeah. because of the food choices that you made. And it is a really hard cycle to get into and get out of uh, Rachel, one of the other girls that helps out with our show that's normally behind the cameras and everything sitting next to me right now. Um, we had talked about healthy food habits not too long ago and she would try and make lunch plans and then she would say, oh, no, ne never mind. We can't do that. And get all sad and defeated on her face. And I recognize that look because I've been there a hundred times and I, I saw it and said, no, we're not going to train our minds like that. Food is not bad. Right. We can't make ourselves think that we're like punishing ourselves with good food. Food is fuel. It, that's right. what it was meant to be. God created it so that we could fuel our bodies. It wasn't meant to be a shame object. Yeah. And I think that's what it is in today's society. It's a shame object. And so 
the food that comes in, the food that goes out, whatever it is, that's just one of the elements that starts the body comparison. Yeah. And, um, you know, you see all the bodybuilders or all the people on social media who this is what they eat, sleep and breathe. So I can do it too. And yeah. then it's just, it's just not reality. Yeah, like, like how you brought up, you know, when you were a kid <laughs> and when we were little, you know, um, we didn't have social media. Right. So you did have, you did have celebrities, right? Obviously celebrities always around and we've always, people have compared themselves to celebrities, whether it's from magazines or TV show, but we had so much less screen time back then. It, it wasn't always in our face. I mean, yeah, there's new magazines every month and there's always this or that, but now we're literally spending hours, I mean, hours every day looking at quote unquote, the perfect person, right. Or couple or body. And that a lot of times is fake. You know, even our biggest celebrities, I mean, it's on the front page of Yahoo News whenever a celebrity posts a picture and it's, you know, clearly photoshopped or they didn't photoshop it enough or they pulled it back down because, you know, it wasn't edited enough. Um, And we say all the time, like, you know, uh, there was a famous quote by a supermodel back in the early 2000s that said, I wish I looked like me in the magazine. You know, she wakes up and says, I, I wish I looked like Cindy Crawford and I am Cindy Crawford. Like, I, I wish that was me um, because that's not it's not real life. But yeah. that's what we have to compare. And I do like how there are a lot of um, businesses who have changed their change to to use real life people. Right. And unedited pictures. But that's still the vast minority at this point. And so today I know with with the body image and marriage, body in general is affects everybody at all kind of ages. I mean, we have kids who are dealing with um, body dysmorphia, right? And so I think nowadays, um, but especially in, in our marriage relationship, how it affects us, because it does affect, hey, well, I don't want to do date night. Absolutely. Right? Like, like yeah. I, I don't want to do that kind of date night, or, you know, we, we have I don't to want to be this. I don't want to be intimate, right? Yeah. And that's, I think that goes back, drives a lot back for people is, I'm not happy with my body, or um, I don't want you to see me. Right. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want you to see me. So it's going to be lights out all the time. I don't want you to touch me. I don't want you to feel that I may have an extra lump here or, you know, a love handle here or whatever yeah. else. And so um, I think it's a really, really important topic we're discussing today. Yeah. And I, I think also kind of the conversation I had with Erica was it, it's not that it's not that I don't think we should be improving ourselves. So, okay. I think what I'm going to say might be unpopular. So I'm just clarifying that right now. As a therapist, if I can get you to confront yourself, like I'm doing a good job. But the challenge is, is that there are there are so many people, so many things that are affirming you. You just stay the exact same way you are, and you are just now I'll, I'll, my super southern accent. You are just fine the way you are, and you don't need to change. Well, well the problem is, is we do need to change. Like we we do have to grow. That's not an option. So I'm not talking about us not bettering ourselves, but when, and I don't, I don't obviously we don't have to re- rehash the question, but it's like ideas like if it's more than just, I want to be a better me. It's if I don't fit into this mold, then I'm not okay. I'm not okay with that mentality. I absolutely think we all should be growing. We all should be trying to improve our marriages, improve our relationships in general. But this idea that, if I don't fit into this mold, if I, if, if I'm not this size or I don't like, I, if I'm not this number on the scale, then there's something wrong with me. And that's what we're talking about. And kind of going back to what you're talking about, Taylor, like how this affects marriages, I think it can, can greatly affect marriages. And I'd love to hear Caitlin's thoughts as well. It's like, because 
sexlessness in marriage is, is very difficult and it affects a lot of people. And one of the contributing factors is this, this challenge with, well, I don't like the way I feel. So why should you like me if I mm. don't like me? Yeah. And it's like, that's, that's it. Okay. So you look at this from the husband's perspective, wife's perspective, the wife is saying, I'm just, this is gender stereotypical, but it's probably more where our listeners are though. Men deal with body image issues as well. So like that happens as well. But this idea that I don't like the way I look, there's no way you're going to like the way I look, but not realizing that. Okay. I need to clarify this. I'll say for most men, because there are some men where it's like, Oh no, I've watched because they've watched so much pornography that their brain is skewed to how their wife should yeah. be. So they don't want to be intimate. But for most men, it's like, no, I love you. And for me, that's not even an issue. So Caitlin, what are some of your thoughts about that? Without just getting like extremely detailed, um, I, I will say that I am struggling with that in my marriage right now. Um, I am not where I want to be physically at all. And so uh, I told you guys like right before we started, but um, about three months, I think before we got married, I actually got on some medicine that caused me to gain a lot of weight out of nowhere. It wasn't something I was anticipating. I was able to keep it off until we got married. And then within six months I had gained 20 pounds. When you already have a small frame, 20 pounds is a huge difference. And so, um, ever since then, that was three, four years ago will be September will be four years. Um, almost four years ago that I have been slowly getting, I don't want to say bigger and bigger because y'all will probably roll your eyes at me, but like <laughs> there is a difference. Yes. There is a vast difference in the way that I look now versus the way that I did. And where I, when I was the healthiest, I'll say yeah. it that way. I'm not as healthy now as I was then. Um, and so, yeah, it immediately causes shame in, in your marriage because you are exactly right. You're like, yeah, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wear all of my clothes to bed. I'm gonna put my robe on immediately when I get out of the shower. Like, I'm just not gonna give you the opportunity to judge because maybe if I don't let you see that, th maybe you're not really paying attention. So if I cover it up really quickly, like you won't even know it's there. Like that's been my mindset lately, and he knows that. Like Jeremy is. The complete her, Jeremy, her husband. Her my husband. husband. Yes, I'm sorry. My Jeremy's husband's husband name is also is Jeremy. Also named Let's Jeremy. clarify yes. that. Sorry, Erica. Let's be clear. Yeah. Don't come after me. Um, but he is very supportive in that. And he's like, I don't even pay attention to the things that you do. Like, you brought that up, and I would have never even noticed it had you not said something. So then I'm like, great. I should have never even said anything. You wouldn't have even known. So it's not him that is making me feel like I have to cover up or be ashamed. It's definitely um just a side effect of like i'm not where i want to be with my body taylor i, I want to ask you a question Th thank you first for um caitlin for going into that and even just kind of talking about your own struggle taylor i'm curious what would you say to men what would you say to men that have kind of skewed the way they they view women because of their and I'll just say this because I, I think a, a chunk of this is men get a poor view or unrealistic view of women, media, social media, pornography. Taylor, what would you say to those guys that that's that's where they are? And it's like, oh, no, I, I like, you know, that I, I can't. She's not like these girls I'm seeing. So 
I don't even want to get involved. Yeah. You know, this is something we've dealt with a lot with when we were youth pastors and we, we teach a new class. And so um, a lot of times it starts with, I just call it a reset. You know, hey, I understand, you know, people are viewing pornography at younger and younger ages. And and we can, and you can, you can be listening to this episode and saying, I don't, I've, I've never looked at pornography, right? It doesn't have to be literal pornography. Like if you're sitting following yeah. people on Instagram and yes. Facebook and things that, that you are comparing yourself against that doesn't make you feel great. It, I'm, I'm, yes, you may you may have not watched a actual porn in years, but you're still putting those images in front of your face of this perfect lifestyle, perfect body, whatever that may be. And if you're training your mind over and over and over again to be stimulated by these different bodies, um, more than anything, you need to reset. Um, and so for us and what we've helped other people go through is say, hey, like, cut it off. Right. Stop all Facebook, stop all Instagram, stop whatever it is that you're watching that's causing that um, and go cold turkey. Right. And granted, I am not a therapist, so I'm not saying this is the best way, but this is what we've done. um, And it seems to have helped a lot where, hey, let's get back and let's connect one on one. Right. Let's let's shut everything off. Take three, four, five, seven days, whatever that looks like for you. A couple of weeks. Right. Whatever that is. And reset the way your brain is functioning. Exactly. Um, Just just shut it off. Yeah. And what we find is one, you're a lot happier in life in general because yeah. you're not comparing, but two, you're, you, you're able to be stimulated, right. Yeah. By something that um, maybe doesn't fit what was on your, yeah. your Instagram page. Yeah. I think you are, I think you, you really Taylor hit the nail on the head when it comes to the, the, how men view women and, I completely agree with the reset model. Like a, a lot. Yeah. yeah. No, um, a chunk of the time when I'm working with, with porn issues, it's like, okay, we need 30 days of nothing. And when I mean nothing, I mean nothing sexual at all. Cause your brain does need to reset. Like we got to create some new neuro pathways that don't involve that. Yeah. Um, and it's something I say a lot that, um, appetite is influenced by association. Mm. So appetite like is influenced by association. So what I'm associating myself with is increasing my appetite for that type of a thing. Yeah. So if you're around, you know, people that, so, okay, it's really funny. I don't know if you do CrossFit, but not CrossFit normally okay. just like weightlifting. Okay. So <laughs> people that are People that do CrossFit will tell you how much they love CrossFit. And then if you constantly are hanging around people that are always talking about CrossFit, you're probably going to try CrossFit because what you are associating with ends up influencing your appetite. And so if you are kind of going back to, to just talking to men for a second, but if, if that, if your association is with unrealistic images that's what your appetite's going to be. I remember working Taylor kind of says a lot of what you're talking in line with what you're talking about. I remember working with, um, with a couple and, um, they were having some issues with intimacy, um, without being too graphic. He was having challenges. Um, I'm trying to think of how I can say this and, and it not be even, I'm not trying to sound off color at all. He was having issues yeah with the act. Um, and so I simply asked a question. 
so is that all the time? And he said, what? I said, so is that all the time or just with your wife? Ouch. And well, it was square between the eyes. It was just, somebody. it was just with his wife. Yeah. Yeah. So he, so I was like, well, the issue sounds like it's not what you're saying it is. And so it's like, but yeah, well, you have guys that are, they view this and then they can't be with a physical woman because yeah. they are, their brain is so messed up. And, and what gets me is, is what this must do to women when you have guys that are thinking that women should be like this, no wonder there's body image issues as well. Because if you're trying to be attractive to the member, a member of the opposite sex and you're going, well, this is what they like, but that's not real, but you're yet going to try to make this thing that is unattainable. I think there's no wonder why there's, there's challenges. Uh, Caitlin, I know you've talked about it a little bit. Um, you know, how, how's that conversation been with you and Jeremy, your husband? Jeremy, right? Um, yeah, you guys, not this Jeremy. You guys are, are three years in. Um, and I think body image is, is something that everybody faces throughout. The, I think throughout the life. You know, we, we like I said, we see it in younger and younger ages even yeah. now. Um, what kind of communication is that with you and him? It's not a a conversation that I love having. I would actually rather just avoid it altogether um, because so much of it just does come back to. I know what I should be doing. I know how to get the results that I'm wanting, but I'm not disciplined enough to get there. So it's like you're just waking up every day and basically failing yourself. Like, that's what it feels like, at least. Like, I I have the magic recipe. I have the antidote right in front of me. But if I don't put it into action, I'm never going to reach the goals that I want to. And so a lot of our conversation goes back and forth because he is so much more disciplined than I am. Like he can eat, sleep and breathe this stuff. And he says that he has struggles with food and things like that. But I'm like, oh, I don't think you, you don't have an emotional connection to it like I do. Like yeah. I have an I'm like, I've had a bad day. I deserve to eat something <laughs> bad, you know? Yeah, I may have had like pecan pie a la mode last night. And yeah. he's like, oh, that's where'd that come from? I don't know. It just showed up here. But, exactly. Yeah. Um, You know, it's bad when you have the thought of hiding a food wrapper or something before that person gets home because you're like, oh, I don't want them to know that I messed up. Um, Jeremy and I have both done it. We have laughed at each other. I found a Taco Bell bag in the bottom of our trash can one time. We don't have financial infidelity. We have food infidelity. <laughs> yeah. I like that. We, we yes. don't we lie. Hide, we hide food. We yes. don't lie. We just, we we're like, title oh. For this episode. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where that box of tweets is came right. from. Weird. He's like, oh, That's you weird. you found that Taco Bell sack? Oh, gosh. You weren't supposed to see that. And um, we laugh about it now. But it is like, it's an honest thought. I'm like, oh, should I? tell him about this should I not tell him about this because one I don't really want the accountability to be completely honest I'm like if I'm held accountable then I'm held accountable like somebody else is watching they're gonna make sure that I'm trying to to stay on track and everything and so I honestly just try to avoid the conversation but it is inevitable because he sees my frustration you know when I am in the gym and I'm looking at myself in the mirror and then all these cute little things walk by me in their little spandex and sports bras and they have rock hard abs. And I'm like, it's so hard. And, um, I think the fitness world in general has become so over sexualized because, and that makes it extremely difficult. Like they literally have body competitions. So you can imagine when you're 
watching these people. I've never been to one, but I've seen, we had a lot of people, a lot of friends who were competitors and they look great, like good for you. But at, at the same time, like you're going and you're watching these women compete and you're being judged on your physique. So what do you think that's yeah, going to yeah, do? The whole outcome is based on how what, you look. Physically. Exactly. What do you yeah. think that's going to do to you yeah. mentally? Like, yeah, it's going to crush you. Like, Oh yeah, I didn't get enough. I, I didn't get enough of my water weight off. Like that's what I hear different girls saying, or I just didn't get this toned or whatever, like I needed to. But what they don't talk about is like when they go home at night and they're like, okay, maybe I should just never even eat again because I'm being judged on this. But they're, I mean, you're doing it to yourself when you enroll in those competitions, but it is a way of um, filling just like what you guys are talking about, that void, whatever that void is where you're not seeking your identity in Christ, yeah. Um, yeah. then you're going to be ser- searching for it in, in any type of way. And um, I used to get mad <laughs> in the middle of me being extremely strict. I would get mad at the donut palace because they <laughs> on their bag, it says you deserve a donut. <laughs> and it drove me nuts. I was like, no, I don't. I do not deserve a donut. I you always, are, you I are deserve giving... donuts every day. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, I deserve another one. Yeah. I mean, another are. one of bags, yes. But it creates this, um, this culture of like in this internal struggle in your mind of like, well, maybe I do kind of deserve that. But at the same time, like, no, I have to be disciplined and I, I don't deserve yeah. to eat like that. And uh, I actually had somebody very close to me uh, recently come out with her story about how she struggled with an eating disorder. And her main point was she didn't feel worthy to eat. And I thankfully I have not gotten to that point. Um, thank God. But I can't imagine what that would feel like to go to a restaurant or be around your friends, everyone's eating, no one's even thinking about their food. And she would have that thought come into her mind of like, oh no, I'm, I'm not worth this. Mm-hmm. And like that, that is super deep. So yeah, that is social aspect. I think, you know, so often we, um, and there's a, a trend going around on TikTok I've seen, right, or, um, of where there's filters that show you what other people see you as. Um, and it's so refreshing as much as we're like, I, I've never, I don't see myself that way, right? So this is how other people perceive me. Um, but so often we put in our mind, how are people seeing us? Yeah. You know, socially, how I'm going to see myself, how I think people see me. And so if I feel like I'm dressed up and my hair's done and I'm dressed nice, then society is going to see me as attractive and I look this way. In reality, I'm, I may not, right? Or vice versa. Um, and so I think that societal norm that we just put in our head is can be devastating um, because we're our own worst critic. Absolutely. So I want to share with you guys some of the perspective from the clinical clinical psychologists and like the mental health world about body image. And this is obviously, this is not like an aggregate sum of what everyone in the mental health fields, a field thinks about body image and where it comes from. Cause just kind of, kind of here as we're wrapping up the episode, just want to throw this out there. Maybe get a little feedback from you guys. Her name is Mary Pfeiffer. She's a clinical psychologist, therapist, counselor. Um, now she wrote this in 1995. Way before Facebook. Way before Facebook. I don't even think MySpace was then. I mean, so no, this is an old AOL disc. Yeah, case. this is this was way before modern social media. And here's what she said. Listen to this, y'all. She said popular media, movies, television, advertising, and magazines 
are the major promoter of lookism in women. Females are generally young, slim, handicap-free, and white. This definition of beauty changes over time. And then she gave us three things that change with it. As movies, media, TV, advertising, and I'll throw social media in, change over time. Our identity, the way we perceive others, and the subtle aspects of what is acceptable change as well. And she wrote this in 95, that as media, as movies, as Facebook, as TikTok, as Instagram promotes ideas of what we should look like, that type of beauty, their definition changes over time. And with that, because if we're looking to that for our identity, our identity changes then. The way we perceive others changes and the subtle aspects of what's considered acceptable change as well. What are your guys' thoughts on that? I don't know the exact scripture. You could probably help me out, but you know where it says there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah, sure. Like we've been dealing with these problems for forever. If I had to guess, there were some women in the Bible who also were trying to (laughs) fill that void, um, who had body shaming and issues and insecurities. They just didn't have anything that they could really do about it like we can now. Now we just slap some plastic surgery on it, you know, tone it, tan it. If you can't, what do they say? If you can't tone it, tan it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so because there may be a reason we quit video in this episode. (laughs) Tan fat is more attractive than super white fat, right? That's what they say. I don't know, but um, anyway, so I just I think this is like this is always gonna be a thing. It's just we gotta. It's just gonna be cracking up. (laughs) We should have videoed this. Uh, He is bright red, but it's okay. This has always been a thing. It's always going to be a thing. It's going to come down to you individually making the decision of like, am I going to continue to put my fulfillment or be fulfilled? Am I going to continue to seek the world? Am I going to continue to seek Instagram for my validation or am I going to do what the word has told me to do to get in it, to compare myself to him and how the Lord sees me. The Bible says that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And if we believe the word of God to be true as I do, then those are the things that I need to be filling my face with. Those are the things that I need to be following on Instagram where it is um, constantly feeding me with who God says I am and not who Instagram says I am and not who the world says I am and not who the Kardashians says, say I am, you know? And, um, I think it's ironic. I tell the Lord this all the time that I'm dealing with these issues in my own personal life. And yet this is the exact heart he's given me for girls. My age is to really help them in all of these areas, not just, not just body image and, um, insecurity, but insecurity was one of the biggest things that has been on my heart since I was a teenager. I hated watching my, some of my closest girlfriends give themselves to men in ways that they should not have when they were in ages that should not have, you know, things that should not have been going on. But that was what made them feel so fulfilled. Like they had to get that validation of like, Oh, he loves me. I'm, I must be beautiful. I must be pretty because he loves me. He wants to be with me. And so the Lord started that passion in me a long time ago to teach girls like, no, that's lust. And you are so much better than 
not better than other people. That's not what I mean. But you have been made in such a way where you're you're worth so much more than what you're giving yourself credit for. You're worth love, not you lust. are worth love. Yeah. Exactly. You're worth you are worth so much love. Yeah. And so that was the the thing that the Lord placed on my heart just as a teenage girl and led me to starting a, a girl's Bible study and just different things that I try and do now. But I think that it is ironic that I'm like, okay, now I'm the one that is going through some of these things. So I know that he will use it. Yeah. I, I think, I think kind of what, what you were saying is looking for our identity, looking for our concept of beauty our concept of attractiveness, not in standards that move because Facebook moves, social media moves, media moves, but Christ doesn't. And so it's looking, we look to an authority higher than ourselves. We look to something that's unchanging in a, in a changing world. Um, and then also I think it's just realizing that, that I, I am me and I want to be comfortable being me. Again, I'm not talking about not growing. I'm not talking about not eating healthy or, you know, trying to be in shape so that you have a longer life. And just, I'm okay with feeling better about yourself, but like, I'm okay. I'm okay with me. No, no I agree. I think it's so important for us to, one, find our fulfillment in Christ. Yeah, I think once if we can put Him first and we can meditate on His Word and what He has for us, and know that we were, you know, we were bought with a price. Yeah, you know, we're, there is we are valuable um, in His eyes. Um, one of the things that that I've seen helped a lot, and this is what somebody spoke to me when I was a newly married. Um, and I wish I could remember who it was that told me, but they said they were, they had been dealing with pornography and they had been dealing with self worth um, issues, and they started praying every day, Lord, let my um, life satisfaction, let my sexual satisfaction come from you. Let it come from you because if it's coming from you, then I'm not worried about anything else. I'm, I'm not worried. I, I won't get sexual satisfaction from pornography and I won't be comparing myself to these other people because I know everything, my satisfaction in life is going to come from what you want it to be. Um, and I started praying that from a young age, um, ever since he spoken to me and it's something that's, that's helped me is helped put in perspective, um, a lot of things. And, um, and so, Caitlin, we really appreciate you spending yeah, time with us today. So great to have you in front of the microphone. We'll definitely do it again, and we will see you guys next week. Yeah.